gotta watch out for you. Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from the United States of America. Oh, land of the free, home of the brave. Right. For now. <laughs> well, there's a few brave. There's some that aren't, aren't so brave. <laughs> That's one of our problems. Hey, go to CaliforniaParanalytes.org. That is our organization that we are building here in California to help change the schools to bring God back to our schools. Amen. Whether they like it or not. We're coming. <laughs> oh, we need it so badly. Uh, who's already commenting? Hey, Priscilla, nice hey, to Priscilla. see you. So happy to see you. Hey, we have an event. Coming. Speaking of Priscilla, we have an event coming up on March 14th. Uh, it is called the Stay Fearless School Board Event. The great name um, uh, that we came up with. I was going to take credit and then I decided I can't take credit. Uh, we have uh, Amy Bowen going to be right there. Now? We got Alex Mayer going to be there. Leander Blades, all speaking on how to change school boards and about vaccine mandates and about a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to want to be there. Um, so don't miss it. It is. I just had to make it bigger so I could see. Oh, OK. I can't see everybody's name on there. Uh, but make sure and uh, check it out. It's going to be an amazing event um, in the description of this um uh, show that we're doing today are the links that you need to uh, click on uh, for an event we have on Monday, which is a virtual event. Oh, where we're going nice. to be speaking uh, about the, the event on the 14th. We'll be introducing some of the board members. I'll be introducing you as the um, as the legal person. Yes. Uh, would you make <laughs> look a- at me like I'm like I'm crazy? <laughs> would you make Would you make a Facebook post for me that I could post to? <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, it's going to be the event on Mondays virtual. So yes, we have one on Monday. What's virtual? You can wherever you're at. You just go. How could our friends on the podcast download to get access to it? Wow, I'm going to have to put it in the description of the podcast. Once it's up, uh, I'll make sure and put the URL that they can link. They can click on. Nice. Okay. Uh, and you just you want to subscribe for the so that you get the links for the show, so you know, um, so that you can click on it and be able to be on the Zoom call. It's only going to be on Zoom. The reason being. One reason, there's a couple of reasons, but one reason is, is we'll be talking about vaccines and about masks and about all those things. And you can't trust uh, the social media tyrants to allow you to stay broadcasting uh, for a period of time when you get that deep into it. Right. So we'll be talking about so. But the event March 14th is live. Is live. You'll have to be there at the restaurant. It'll be fun. You get to meet everybody. Say hi to everybody. Are we going to broadcast live from there? I'm, I didn't want to tell them that. Because if you tell them they're going to broadcast, like then they won't yeah. show up. True. We're not broadcasting. No, we're not, not broadcasting. All right. Hey, uh, Priscilla says, yes. love it. I'm going to be there. Yes. We're so happy. Priscilla is part of the organization too. She's our treasurer. Yeah. It's amazing. I think I keep calling Steve treasurer. No, he's Steve's secretary. secretary. I know. I called him treasurer today on the show. It's okay. It, it's all right. So just ignore all that. Hey, you know what we are doing though? We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional. That's why we're really here. Um, and it's for February 26th. The title is, What Are You Focused On? And this is a good one, folks. If you wondered about <coughs> praying healing prayers, this is good advice. Right. The uh, reference is James 5.15 that says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. The scripture reading for today is James 5.13-20. through 20. We'll be reading that shortly. Smith says in the devotional, A Baptist minister came to me and said, The doctor says that this is the last day that my wife has to live imagine that kind of prognosis that it's literally one day yeah tomorrow she's dead yeah <laughs> so wow <laughs> we'll give her such specificity i said so this is smith talking oh 
Brother Clark, why don't you believe God? God can raise her up if you will only believe him. He replied, I have looked at you when you talked and have wept and said, Father, if you could give me this confidence, I would be so happy. Smith said, could you trust God? I felt that the Lord would heal her. I sent word to a certain man and asked if he would come with me to pray for a dying woman. And I believe that if two of us would go and anoint her, according to James 5, 14 through 15, she would be raised up. This man said, oh, why do you come to me? I cannot believe, although I believe the Lord would be sure to heal her if you would go. Now, when he talks about uh, anoint, according to James 5, 14 through 15, that's with oil? Yes. All right. Then I sent word to another man and asked him to go with me. This man could pray by the hour. <laughs> it's a long time. When he was on his knees, he could go around the world three times and come out at the same place. I told him that whatever his impression was, to be sure to go and pray right through. He entered the house. I asked this man to pray first. He cried in his desperation and prayed that this man might be comforted after he was left with these little motherless children <laughs> and that he might be strengthened to bear his sorrow. I could hardly wait until he was finished. My whole being was moved. I thought, what an awful thing to bring this man all this way to, to pray that kind of prayer. What was the matter with him? He was looking at the dying woman instead of looking at uh, God. The Lord wants us, wants to help us right now to learn this truth and to keep our eyes on him. When the man had finished, I said to Brother Clark, now you pray. He looked up the thread. He took up the thread where the other <laughs> man had left off and went on with the same kind of prayer. He got so down beneath the burden, I thought he would never rise again. And I was glad when he was through. I could not have borne it much longer. These prayers seem to be the most out-of-place prayers that I have ever heard. The whole atmosphere was being charged with unbelief. My soul was stirred. I was eager for God to get a chance to do something and to have his way. I did not wait to pray, but rushed up to the bed and tipped the, the oil bottle, pouring nearly the whole contents on the woman. When I saw Jesus just above the bed with the sweetest smile on his Aww. face, and I said to her, woman, Jesus Christ makes you whole. The woman stood up, perfectly healed, and she is a strong woman today. Well, probably not today because this was like 100 years ago. Yes. Oh, beloved, my God, may God help you. Sorry, let me try that again. Oh, beloved, may God help us to get our eyes off the conditions and symptoms, mm. no matter how bad they may be, and, and get them fastened on him. Then he will be able to pray the prayer of faith. The thought for today, you can never pray the prayer of faith if you look at the person who is needing it. There is only one place to look, and that is to Jesus. Wow. It, it took me a second, even when I read it the first time, to understand what was going on. And so what was happening was that these other men, not Smith, they would end up going, oh, she's going to die. She's dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he, he clearly said, and we need you to come in prayer for this woman to be healed. But they were so focused on how deadly sick she was yeah, that they said, nah, they can't. She's, she's a goner. Yep. And let's pray for this man who's now stuck <laughs> with these little kids. I almost said what I call my kids in private. Uh, <laughs> little kiddos. Uh, yeah, little kiddos. Um, 
let's pray for this man because now he's stuck with these kids. Yeah. And who knows? There may be a pandemic. He may have to homeschool <laughs> without his wife. And so Smith clearly is saying, no, uh, no, we need to no. pray to God, to the woman who needs to be healed. And the importance of being focused on God is he's omnipresent, omnipowerful, capable of all things, can do all things, can heal all things. If you focus on his power instead of the condition that you're trying to heal, then doubt never enters your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fair. I, I struggle with this a lot when I pray uh, for healing prayers is that you, you worry about the person being like, why are you praying a ridiculous prayer that I'll be healed? I've been to so many doctors, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You get distracted by the rational thoughts around healing prayers. And I love that Smith's telling us, don't, don't pay attention to all of that. Don't look at the person. Don't look at the people around. Don't worry about what they're thinking. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It's like praying for, if you have a car that's not working well, it's like praying, you know, that Jesus bring me a new car. You know, can you bring me a, a brand new car as opposed to God? I know that you're here. I love you. Um, I, 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 I'm hoping that you will give me the things that you think that I need moving forward and the things that are important to honor you. I don't know if that's the analogy of nope. God. <laughs> because he's saying, no, what he's saying is that, no, you pray God is going to make the car work. That's the mm -hmm. analogy is that, uh, but you're not going to pray for a, a Lamborghini. No, but he wasn't praying for a new wife. He was praying to fix this one. <laughs> it's a supernatural prayer. You're praying for healing. She's supposed to die tomorrow. So you're saying, Lord, you're capable of all things. Heal her. Right. So if the analogy of the broken car, you say, Lord, get this car to work, whatever really? it takes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's again, see you, you used your rational mind to be like, Lord, give me what you think I should have. And, but no, you're like, Lord, you're going to make this work. I, I don't care if it's like, well, I'm going to put chewing gum on the, on the brake pads and they're going to start to twirl. That's the supernatural prayers that Smith is referring to. Yeah. I'm telling you, like I, uh, there was one person I prayed for a church that had a very debilitating autoimmune disease, had been to a gazillion doctors. Uh, and I just, the Lord said, pray for healing the, that, the Lord's supernatural healing will make her whole instantly. Now, according to Smith, this happens no matter what, every time. In our experience, in, in my experience, I have not seen it happen at that moment, mm -hmm. the way he's described. But of course, there's thousands of people that have seen that happen. I mean, even Pastor Jack was relating the story that overseas, especially in Muslim countries, the evangelizers go out and heal because they said there's a very strong anointing from the Lord and they go up to somebody and they say, can we pray for you? And they're like, yeah, my knee hurts. They pray on their knee and their knee's better because the Lord wants to show up and show them in supernatural ways and in miraculous ways, his power in a short period of time. And, and look at my miracles Jesus performed. That's the greatest way to win somebody mm -hmm. is to supernaturally heal whatever it is they're suffering from right away. Uh, but we just have to believe we have the power. We do, we're not concerned with the result. We're concerned with the power. But you, you have a hard time believing it. <laughs> you, you, all, you, you, you do. I, you, you struggle well, with this. I, 
one aspect of what you brought up about these um, far off places don't, don't have the resources that we have is that there, there's nothing else. Like you have to believe that there's either going to be healing or death. Yes. Where here we have. No, but he's not talking about in Uganda. He's talking about in the streets of Istanbul. He says they go to cafes in Istanbul, which is mm. a very, very elite, um, expensive city. And they go up to tables of people sitting um, and ask him, hey, you know, is there some way we could pray for you? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, my back hurts. My knee hurts. Mm -hmm. And they're able to perform supernatural hearing, uh, healings. You just need to see it. Wait, actually, you have seen it. We talked about it on the show a week ago where you've seen it with my back. Yes. Where I'm suffering tremendously and you pray over me and I feel better. Like, I feel better right now. That's because I, 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 I've listened. I've listened to the prayer, to the, to the devotionals. I've listened to the pastors and they say, Jesus, you just got to repeat Jesus's name. And I, I've gotten so much better at that. And it feels different. There you I have it. Something, there's something happening. Well, and it's, the it's same. tough. Like I still yeah, want to make sure it's the right thing. That is the right thing. Is it? Always. It's always the right thing. Believing in the power of Jesus to do supernatural miracles is always the right thing. It's the same thing I went through with Zara, my daughter, is that yeah, I, I can't look at the circumstance and decide whether Jesus's word is going to be true. I look at him and his promises, mm -hmm. and that will come true. If you look at the circumstances, we're all going we're, we're to be miserable, we get depressed. So what happens in the times? I mean, we've had entire churches. I just will go back to Friends Church where there was this young girl there. I remember she had brain cancer and uh, we had special events of prayer for her and she still passed. Um, That's up to the Lord. How, how you, yeah, but why, why, why does Smith get to heal all these people? <laughs> what, I mean, what, what is it about him that makes it possible? Like, I mean, her ailment compared to some of these ailments that we read about in, in his devotional, you know, it's, it, although it's brain cancer, it just seems like, well, why can't we heal that? There had to be somebody in the church that had. I don't think that that it's a matter of why can't we heal the brain cancer? I mm -hmm. think it's a matter of God's will. So, <coughs> excuse me. I will give you examples. We don't know um, what that girl could have gone through. Maybe she would have lived and, um, got in a car accident and killed four believers. I mean, like that's hey. what I'm saying. Like you don't no, you don't know God's equality, God's system. Wow. You don't know what balance he's maintaining. So you pray the supernatural prayer. And if it doesn't come, if you don't see it in this life, mm -hmm. you can't say that it wasn't worth doing because you don't know, you don't know what the ripple effects are of why that person wasn't saved and mm -hmm. of the power of your prayer. All of those people that came to, that prayer session, we have no idea how many of them were brought closer to faith as a result of participating in that prayer session. You have no idea the ripple effect it had on their families and their lives mm -hmm. as a result of attending that. Reminds me a lot like of what um, Pastor Chris Ward today. We just got back from French Church, Yerba Linda. A yes. uh, great message. I, love I was going to bring it up later, but now I can't help it. But he talked about that every time that he speaks from the pulpit that that there's seeds coming up i love that yes it reminded me of, an, of a movie but uh the the seeds are coming up and you you have no idea no idea how many seeds will fall on a 
fertile heart. Yes. That is, uh, you know, just waiting for that seed to land. Yes. For the faith to be grown. Exactly. All right. You're, you're good at this. We should, we should do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, uh, what, uh, since we brought up today, what, he, what I loved about the message today was this overall description of, he says, of what a mature Christian is. And he says, you know, God commands us to be holy and um, he's be holy for your Lord. God is holy. And the word in holy, uh, the word, and then you purify your heart. And he says the purification, the word for purified in that passage is actually holified or holy. It's the same root word in Greek mm -hmm. as holy. So he's saying that what is this process in watering the seeds and nourishing it? How do we become holy? And he says a lot of us, our inclination, me especially, I'm the most guilty of this, is I'm going to try harder. I'm going to be holier. I got to try to be holier. And he's like, our faith doesn't work that way. We go to God's word. We become filled with his word and his love. We become better. We become mature. We feed on that word. We become nourished and we learn how to love, love not only God better, but love people better. But that does not happen by trying harder. That happens by the word of God. The example that he gave, he had a pot, of, he had a pot with dirt yes. in it, with no plant. He had a bag of seeds, and he talked about the seeds falling on fertile soil. And then, what is the water in food that causes it to grow? In the sun, the sunlight, the food, and the water, and it's the word of God. Right. That that's the comparison of the, what you just talked about. That that it's not us doing more things. No. It is us being in the word of God. That's where the the the, water, the nourishment, the nourishment, the sunlight comes from the word of God. It it's, holds up the Bible. It's like it was very powerful. It's yeah, it's deep because yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you from Islam, it's nothing like that. God does not see what we learn time and time again as followers of Christ is God speaks. He's a relational, confrontational, direct God. He speaks through his word and speaks in and through us by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So it's us, we ingest that word, and he will speak, and he will guide us. No other faith offers that. And uh, Matt said that today, too, is that <clears throat> in all the other faiths, Chris. Uh, Chris, sorry, all the other faiths in Islam, and in, that, in those times it was the Greek gods, you didn't, you didn't know what that god was thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't know, was he... Was he mad at you? Was he going to beat you up? Was he going to torture you? Was he going to punish you? You had no idea. It was not a relational God. It's like, but the difference is we have a relational God. He gives us his living word that is intentional to speak to us. And that's the way in which we're transformed. Not by jumping through hoops. Nope. And then uh, Chris challenged us to, um, to be in the word every day. Right. Not to be more. Not just... On Sundays, he also brought up some statistics that uh, prior to COVID, people were going to church twice a month. Twice a month on the average, and then after COVID, it was one or Two less uh, times a month, maybe yes. every other month, going to church, or it stopped entirely. Yes, and I mean, I again, this is another thing that I conceptually understand. Yes, you got to read the word. That's how you grow. But it really got the point home to me is that. 
I'm struggling with holiness. Like, how do I get holier? And I keep thinking there's things I got to do to get holier. And then it's, he gave a very clear prescription. Read more. Read more. Ingest the word more. And watch yourself mature and grow. He brought up Bible studies, couples Bible studies, single Bible studies, you know, reading devotionals, reading the, uh, the Bible in a year. Yeah, Bibleinayear.org is the one they use. We yep. use a one-year Bible, uh, which is slightly different yep. at Cavalry. So those are the, the solutions. 25 minutes spending in the Word, yes. doing our devotional like we're doing yes. right now. Super important. Let's read the scripture that's associated with this. It's only one today, and it is uh, James 5, 13 through 20. So is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So it doesn't say it may save you or it can save you. The prayer of the faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Maybe that's another reason for the prayer is the sins are forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's another, there's another descriptor of that prayer. It's the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brethren, if any among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So again, uh, he's saying Elijah was a human being like us, but he prayed a prayer that stopped rain for three years. So it's not just praying, but it's somebody with faith and righteousness like someone like Smith that heals so again, you go back to what happens in prayer circles when you, the person is not saved, is not healed. Is it God's will because that person had some other problem or issue that was not going, that was going to be worse than this sickness? Or was it the people who were praying had no faith? Yeah. Wow. An it's, entire church of people? I don't know. I don't know. But the scripture says... The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Wow, what do you guys think? I'm sure in comments. I mean, this is um, this is it is. A you're right. It is a. It's tough for me. It is. It's um, tough for most people. The, the the things that are hardest for me are the things that I can't see, feel, or hear. But you see them all the time, <laughs> and I do. I know it is so strange. It is so strange that you have to remind me. Yes, you did see it, Andy. <laughs> it's like when I can't find the ketchup in the refrigerator. You say, it, you, it's right there. <laughs> you just don't see it. But right. it's there. Yeah. Good good analogy, the refrigerator <laughs> stuff. Diane K. Smith. Oh, How hi, Diane. Long time no see. Uh, thank you. Oh, great. See us at a new time. You look great, Hedia. Thank you. You look great, Nadia. Uh, Diane's an old friend. <laughs> I'll wait for the comment. How's my shirt? Anybody like my shirt? Hedia <laughs> always says, if I don't get a 
compliment that it, that bothers me. It's a, it, I, it's it's always that way with everything. <laughs> Actually, every story that ever occurs in this house somehow either is turned around to be about Andy or he relates it somehow to be about him. My poor baby's a he's I've he's, seen, a, he's I, a recovering um, egomaniac. <laughs> you're doing so much better Schnuggums. i am you have no idea how many stories i hold yes back. i know I'll, I'll sit like this I go, oh that reminds me of <laughs> but i'm not me. gonna say it oh you're so cute but it, sometimes it adds <laughs> occasionally sometimes it adds i'm a little bit more careful i try to make sure it'll add and if it won't add something then i don't need well, the biggest, I think, complaint that people have about adding is that it deflects from the person whose story that this is about. Yeah. Like, it's a story about it me, takes, right? Yeah, it yeah. takes their moment away from them. My mom does it all the time. Since <laughs> I was a little kid, it just drives me batty. Because she's like, when I was a child, and I was like, Mom, this is about me right now. Can we just talk about me right now? I try. Very, yeah. I try. I do. I, I do much better with the kids. So the kids will come. Hey, I uh, did uh, I did really well on my spelling test. I go, oh man, I used to be the greatest speller, <laughs> which is not true. I was never the greatest speller. So I don't have any stories like that. So when uh, they do great in math, I go, oh really man, know. I wish I was good at math. Uh, you guys are so good, but yeah. Uh, and Dan says both of you are awesome. Yes. Thank you, Diane. Thank I you, appreciate Diane. that. Makes me feel so much better. Look at all I got. I got left behind them. <laughs> um, you know, uh, also today. Now just back to the devotional off of me now for a little while um is that we talked to a man today who lives in a country that we had no idea was a country <laughs> oh my god listen to these two ignoramuses over here <laughs> and i mean i consider myself a pretty cultured and worldly people person and so does andy and he was like oh no it's a separate we're pharaohs 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 pharaoh islands is a but country. the people were called fairy pharaohs the language or something and me and andy were like huh Wait, you're a separate country? <laughs> it was so like a, like a normal white guy. Yeah, but it was fascinating. Yeah, it was what a fascinating conversation. Faroe Islands. It's off the coast of uh, Norway and uh, Denmark. Population Norway, no, 55. Norway is Denmark. 55,000 people. It's a Scandinavian country. But he was um, explaining to us how they're fighting to maintain their Christian values. And it came up in the context of Pavi, the uh, woman in Finland. We originally thought he was Finnish, but he's not. He's pharaohs. I don't know how to pronounce it. But it, was, it came up because they are the Christian um, middle party. And they wrote a letter in support of this woman who's now being on trial for something she said 17 years ago and tweeted something else two years ago. But she's on trial. And that's how they said the Bible's on trial for hate speech because of what she said about homosexuality. And he says that this is just a bellwether of the storm that's about to hit the Scandinavian countries on hate speech and on Christianity and on their values. So the reason I brought that up is because it reminds me of one of the things we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. Why is this happening? You know, what's changed in this area of our world? And you know, what's the percentage of Christians and things like that? And it really does continue to come down to a place of comfort where we, where we as Christians can be comfortable thinking European and Western Christians, everything's fine. You know, we don't have half the problems that maybe we used to have or something like that. And we get complacent. We stop reading the Bible. We stop going to church, all these things for whatever reason they're happening, you know, 
that that's the thing that happens is that we stop getting into the word of God or have never really gotten into the word of God. That was my problem as a Christian uh, walking around church as this man thinking I was a Christian. I really wasn't getting into the word of God. And he said that he said, even in their churches, he says they were concerned with uh, uh, rear ends and seats as the expression goes, is that it was, there was about numbers. So they didn't care what kind of Christians they were. They were just about numbers. And as a result, you have a lot of empty Christians, people that are in Christian in name only. They weren't discipled and they're not Christ followers. What an amazing thing for us to, to talk about today. And then the scripture, uh, the devotional today, the scripture we read, and then the, uh, the message at church is that these things can affect us as individuals, not being in the word of God, not reading the Bible, not having a daily devotional, not having a, um, uh, a group of men or a group of women or a group of a strong prayer life uh, to where you do um, God together, that it will affect us. Then it affects the church. Then it affects a community. Then it affects an entire country. That this is how things fall apart. This is what happened in the United States. That's what's happening right now. Yes. Is that this, this, this country that was based off of biblical teachings in our constitution and we've gotten so far away from we're God. We're a Christian nation. A he Christian says, nation. And he was saying to us, he's like, well, we're a Christian nation. And I was like, well, we used to say that too. <laughs> you know, like, yes. I was like, but now we can't say it. And he says their population of 55,000 people, they literally have six gay people in the entire country. And LGBT rights are being hotly contested and argued in the floor of parliament now is the equality of parents for same-sex couples and all of these issues. He says, we've got six of them, like literally in the entire country. He's like, but they're so fervent and passionate about their agenda that they've got 85% of the population, which is Lutheran Christian on their heels, that everyone's afraid to talk about it. Nobody wants to confront it. And he says, it's a daily onslaught. And we said that, you know, we're, that is a small microcosm of a Scandinavian nation, which is just rippling through all of the West and, and Europe. Yeah, just to repeat those numbers, there's 50,000 people in population. 50, he said 55,000 now. Maybe that's just old. Yeah, well, the 2020 um, census says 48,865. So he, he rounded it. So, Maybe he rounded so, up. Yeah, so you got, say, just say uh, 50,000. 50,000, and you have five people. It, it is causing chaos. Yeah. Like you, you, we, we used to be able to handle a few people that have something. So, you know, if you have a handicap, well, we'll build you a ramp, but it doesn't mean that we have to change. They change all the building codes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But, but you have five people, LGBTQ people is what he, what he used as the example that's completely changing so many things in this, in this small little country. Yeah. Um, and it's all in the name of tolerance, folks. It's yeah. all in the name. And, and, and I hearken back to what our friend <laughs> at Sons of Liberty was saying is that, um, well, religious freedom didn't mean we should allow them to build houses of worship. And I still struggle with that comment. And I'm wondering, I think to myself, well, what could we have done in this nation to preserve the Christian faith and still allow the free exercise of other religions? And I think that had we remained faithful to the word and all other aspects of our lives, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have had the effect that it has now had. 
the growth of other faiths. Right. Well, we make this mistake of, of, of changing so much you know, school curriculum uh, because of some issue that's not even related to this particular curriculum, say math, for instance. So you're, they're, they're trying to, to and, but that's wedge an, in. And yeah, and that's intentional. Yes. They're trying to wedge in this uh, ideology in this, this stuff, <laughs> Marxist teachings uh, into a math equation. Uh, or because there's some type of bullying. Well, there's bullying, so now we have to change English. We have to change U.S. history. And no, we have to address just the bullying. The, we can handle and the it, bullying. It, Why it, are we changing a curriculum that has nothing to do with bullying? And this undermining, and I didn't, I don't know how many of you have children in school, but when the Common Core came out, um, math especially, uh, simple multiplication tables, long division was eliminated for these word equations, for these basically these narratives. Yeah. And, I, and I had such a hard time, and that was intentional as well, for parents being able to relate to their child about these math problems because I didn't, we didn't understand why they were doing them this way. So they literally rewired the way our kids think for this day so that they can include equations that were about color and gender and things into the math where otherwise without the common core changing the way math was taught, they wouldn't be able to interject that because it was multiplication, long division, it was formulas. Mm. I kept going back to my daughter saying, it's a formula, solve for X. And I would have to write it, but there were so many words on the page. It was very hard to get to a formula. You know what I mean? Um, wow, it's just so crazy. But Yeah, when we brought it up 10 years ago, we were conspiracy theorists. Yeah. And we're going, no, this is something. There's something, something weird. Yes, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, why and is this now, happening? But now we're seeing, we were so right back then. Right? Up, like, why are you doing this? Right. We, we knew we there had to be a purpose. And we didn't know what it was yes. then. I don't think any on a rat there, but I mean, it's, it's yeah. so, but it really does come back crazy. to how far, I mean, that we have to be pushed away that we're in, in the, um, in the guise of trying to be inclusive, right? We are pushing away God and it is a plan. It is a plan because again, if we go back to the people that want to, that don't love God and don't, don't like God, it's because who hate God who hate God and they hate people who believe in God is because we can't be controlled. Because we look at God as our king, and they right. want their ideology to be king. Exactly. Not God. Wow, we were all over the place there, but it, <laughs> I think it all went to the same spot, right? I hope so. <clears throat> is um, the prayer of faith? Prayer so, of faith. what do we do? So that's I was telling Andy after uh, sermon today that the Lord is walking me through this season of what do we do? What do we do? Is that I look at the fighting and I. I know the Lord's solution at the, at the community level is not just about fighting. We stand up for our values, but it doesn't have to be only in the shape of a fight. And so I'm constantly asking the Lord, what do we do? The first one that came out was the power of prayer is never forgetting the power of prayer at a school board meeting with your child at a teacher meeting, wherever, wherever it is, we bring God into the equation, a prayer circle at a school board meeting, choosing candidates that believe in Jesus Christ, like making no um, bones about the fact that that is front and center in our party, in our agenda. Second today was love. 
and realizing that love comes from being in the word of God, that we don't learn how to love by being involved in just worldly emotional love. We learn how to love with God's love through his word. That's not something we could create on our own. No. And the, the all I kept thinking about today is when the, the thought of, or the concept that he was bringing up about love and how important it was, is that your love for your daughter that you never gave up. And then when he said, it doesn't mean that you give in. Right. So when he was saying that, I <laughs> yes. was like, it just, it, you, right? go, you don't give in to them and say, part of love is, is staying strong. Yes. And saying, because you're choosing that, I, I love you, but I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to, I'm going to not gonna allow myself to accept this thing that's not of God. Right. And six months ago, would you have ever thought, was it on your, on, I mean, it was on your wish list. It was on your prayers to God that you would be sitting at church with your daughter and her boyfriend six months ago. Never. So amazing. God Never. is amazing. Your love <laughs> Is amazing. It uh, stayed so strong. It, it, stayed so strong because the love could have been the other way around, right? We can well, that's think what they that the tell love, you, right? The love is that. Oh, I love you, so I'm going to accept that you. And that's what he said. Yes. That love means that you accept anything that they say. Right? Like, no, oh, that's not love. So stinking good. That was. It was, it was good. perfect. It really was because he said, "What real love is is wanting mm. someone to draw closer to God." Oh, Tony says, is this something we put up? <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's, right. go. Let's, right. let's go. Okay. The Jew must weigh in. Okay, Tony. <laughs> Prayer is not getting G-O-D to do for us. It is introspection for us to line up with God. Also, God is not a Republican or a Democrat. Yes, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And yes, this is not jackpot Jesus for us as Christians. <laughs> it's not jackpot Jesus. This is not like put a quarter, get a get a prize out of God. It is about worshiping and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Thank you, Tony. That's a good comment. Um, anything else, my love? I, th I think we, that's we it. Covered I covered a lot of ground. I think so. We went to a country that we did not even know it existed. Faroe Islands, folks. Oh, he was so articulate. He was, oh my God. I just, I, I so envied that he was the head of the Christian middle party. Like yeah. just the, just the title. Like, yeah. why can't we have Christian parties? <laughs> like it's so unacceptable for mm -hmm. us to have a Christian party. We'd be associated with the KKK. I mean, Trump even remotely mentioned Christianity and it was like, we all of a sudden turned into white supremacists. We turned into killers, which is the funniest thing in the world to call me a white supremacist. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> They say that to black people all the time in the conservative movement. You're like, you're, you're a white supremacist. Like, I, I don't understand how I become a white supremacist, but nonetheless. And all you know, the KKK, the KKK came out of the Democrat party. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Makes it even more interesting. But why can't we self-identify as Christians? Why can't that be well, our we conservative Christians. I mean, we say that all the time. No, but we don't say that as a party. We don't no. have a Christian middle party. No. I'm or the to, Christian right party. Why I'm can't? Going, I'm going to from now on. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the leader of the Christian. You and me will be the leaders. Well, but see, but that's the thing. And, the, and, I, and the, so this poor gentleman has the unfortunate uh, task as the secretary of the party of arguing the party's platform. So he says that the feminists in the community in the country, which are probably, well, uh, hardcore liberal left uh, feminists, um, are arguing for equality of outcomes. 
So if you don't know about equality of outcomes, it's basically saying that we demand that it's basically like a quota system saying not equality of access, not the freedom of access or the equality of rights. We want the equality of outcomes. So no matter what, like Biden appointing saying, I'm going to pick a black Supreme Court judge. So basically by quota saying by the color of somebody's skin or by their gender, we're going to make spaces available to people. And so he was saying, that's not right. The, the equality is in the freedom to pursue these things, the equal access and the rights bestowed on man and woman being equal and the freedom to do and to choose the profession you want, not the equality of the outcome. And, and so he's always for, he's the one that's supposed to argue the Christian um, perspective on things, which I can imagine is, is not an easy spot to be in. Yeah. It kind of hurt too. So. He said, "He goes, you remember when the United States was a place where everybody wanted to go?" He goes, "Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Nobody wants to go there." It's <laughs> like we look at you guys and we're like, "Whoa, that's scary!" People smashing grabs and murders and that's so, what happened. That's so, and it happened in what thirteen months? Yes. That's, yeah, so crazy. Wow. Susan says, "Susan Mendez says, well said, Tony.' Yes. And then up here, she also said that she agrees with Diane." That you look amazing? No, that, that you're wonderful. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. Um, uh, Susan uh, made a great connection with us today uh, with a friend of hers, Craig. Oh, um, nice. And so, yeah, made that we had that opportunity to call. So thank you, Susan, for making that connection. Another divine appointment that I think will be, it sounds like it will be it. useful for, you know, maybe more of um, an opportunity for us to share God's word. Amen. This uh, great studio that he has out there in Temecula, or, you know, I guess it's a movie acreage. Wow. Yeah. Of, that of sounds like So it'll be awesome. So thank you, Susan. I wanted to make sure and let everybody know. Thank you, Susan. You did that for us and we appreciate you very much and that you um, spend uh, your time with us. We love our devotional family. Thank you, all of you. Yeah, we and see. And our new listeners, yeah, too. Yeah, we see new listeners, new viewers. It, it is amazing. You know, much of this may come from this, this very cool thing. That we have going on. It's with this Edify app. What what happened with the Edify? Yes, app? Edify is the new Christian podcast platform of the Christian Post, and we are one of the top five recommended podcasts for 2022. Check out the app and see all of the great content that they have. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs> yes. Hey, Tony brings up a really good point here. He says, talk about the consequences of Trump's loss and the negative effects on the world. Yeah, you know, I could go on... A, a, for a very long time uh, talking about that. <laughs> Andy's favorite for topic. For sure, my, my favorite topic. I mean, you have a, a strong uh, uh, leader who on some levels looked a little crazy to people, which is not necessarily a bad thing in the eyes of the world. Because <laughs> Austin <laughs> you know, Power kind of Yeah, crazy. it's kind of like, you know, he does. He's, he's got, you know, you got that toxic masculinity that people often talk about that's not always bad when mm. it comes to certain things. Like, you know, even Putin was a little scared of, uh, of rubbing him the wrong way. I know that people are going to say, oh, he was Putin's puppet, whatever. None of that's true. Um, but the other thing is that the, the policies were very 
close, if not very welcomed by the, the Christian community. Yeah, a lot of it the, was the, the, the policies themselves. Biblical policies, regardless this, of whether he adhered to them, the fact that he promoted them is right. what mattered. Yes. People get caught up in who he is. Right. It's not about him. It's not about me. I can tell you right now, I'm a sinner. Uh, Hedion, not so much a sinner. I am a horrible <laughs> sinner. But here I am talking about Jesus Christ, talking about how God works in my life, how important it is to, to read the Bible, to read the word of God. All those things are important. Forget, you know, who I am as a person. It's, it, it's about God. Right. right. It's about who he is. Sending out the spiritual right. seeds. And I have never got on the show ever and said, I am amazing. I joke <laughs> around and say it. <laughs> But I, do I really think so? No, I know what horrible, sinful man I am. Um, but I am so much better with God in my life. I'm so much better as a husband with God in my life. I'm so much better as a parent with God in my life. And uh, if it's not for God, then if it wasn't for God, then I would be horribly lost. Amen. And, uh, and it would be bad, very bad. And so when we look at Trump and his presidency, we look at his policies, not who he was as a a bachelor man or a cheating on his wife type of guy that aside as a president with his policies, the best policies that we've seen as Christian conservatives in a very long time that um, spoke to the, the Lord's Lord. respite on our nation. Yeah. And without that we have chaos and that's what we have right now. So that's the best I can do in a very short period of time. Priscilla says we wouldn't be in this mess in all this mess under 45 bullies. Don't mess with the strong. Yes, absolutely. And again, I could go on and be a little bit more articulate, but it's just uh, it, it's late in our broadcast. Um, but thank you, Tony, for visiting. And we'll definitely talk about it in the future or one of my other shows that I do where I'm a little bit more free to talk about that. Kind yes. Join the Andy Falco um, show. Tony says, do you think the Republicans will sweep the midterm elections if we keep our message straight and we stay strong and we don't get crazy and don't have crazy eyes? Um, crazy eyes. Yeah, be, yeah. be wary of the crazy eyes. Yeah, we have to stay focused. We have to get some rid of some of the rhinos too. We have rhinos on our school board that are once where I know, uh, and we have to make sure that we understand that you have to stay, again the policies or the, what's important. Yeah, it's the we have to stay away from the. the I hope we can get away from the labels too. Yeah, um, and just focus on the policies and the platforms and what people are about. Yep. Yep. I think well, we have a very good chance of sweeping, but again, we have eight months to ruin it and, and do something stupid. And say something wrong and do something stupid, some something. But uh, eight months, stay strong, stay focused, pray, keep praying, love your neighbors. I'm going to wait, say one thing. We've noticed a difference in our school board meetings uh, from changing a few things. Uh, of once we saw some craziness, we we talked about it. You know, yes. we I did it on my show. We uh, added more prayer to our school board meetings. And this is what's important: when we feel that we're getting kind of out of control, we need to reel it back in. And our friend, uh, Olivier, said that today, too, is that he said he used to stop himself from defending biblical values because he's like, is it in love or is it self-motivated? Am I trying to do this to be aggressive? Am I just too aggressive right now? And he said he constantly self-censored, censored. He said, but now he lets the Holy Spirit censor him. And he says he speaks in love and truth. He believes he's representing love and truth. And when he's wrong, the, the Lord calls him back and he says he feels a tinge um, and that's exactly what we're experiencing in the school board too, which mm -hmm. is like, okay, take it, take it, take it. And when you start to see crazy happen or it's gotten out of hand and you're like, okay, let's recalibrate, let's refocus, let's mm -hmm. bring God back. How do we move forward? We should do that in everything in our lives. Yep. The light of the Lord will always shine on the evil and expose them as who they are. So 
And so we just have to trust in God. The Lord will focused. fight your battles for you. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, my love. Anything else? I thought you were calling them. They are my love too. I love, this. <laughs> I love everybody that's coming. Thank you guys. I've had so much evening. love to my life that I love. I love Tony. I love <laughs> Diane and uh, Susan. Now I have to name everybody. Priscilla. I forget who else was on. I love everybody that was on. Uh, all of you watching the replay too. And all of you that didn't comment. I still love you even though you didn't comment. Yes. Uh, one last comment coming in. Jen Fran. Oh, Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Yeah, we love you heart. too. We love you too, Jen. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you guys so much. Have a great uh, Saturday evening, and we will see you at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills tomorrow. So make sure and show up. Uh, there you go. All right. God Bye. bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.